Hey everybody, and welcome to Podcast 28, where we're talking about dropping it like it's hot. As my time in my online game comes to a close, I'm sort of having a hard time saying goodbye to the various forums that I'm on. With every game, you know, that I'm looking forward to and every game that that releases or closes, I move on from forum to forum. I suppose you could say that I have sort of a level of self-worth based on being able to help people. And so, you know, talking in forums is my way of helping people. Very few actually contact me through my site or my Facebook page. But, you know, I, I'll help them there too. I'll help them, you know, wherever they need help. But forums is, you know, the biggest collection of people and probably the easiest way, I suppose, you could say to help people because whatever you say will stay on the forums, you know, until it gets deleted or whatever by mod. And then, too, you know, you've got your SIG. Uh, if it shows, one of the forums I'm on doesn't show SIGs for some reason. But then, you know, there's that link of my site, and some people will be curious, and they'll check it out. And then I've actually seen, you know, people mention me to other people when I'm not there, so that's cool, too. Some of the forums, though, have lockouts, and I'm not sure if I agree or disagree with that. I would probably agree that it reduces the chance for haters, because there's probably a higher likelihood that people who aren't playing are haters of some kind, or they're going to poo-poo on your your game, whereas the people who are playing the game probably are more likely to, to say it in a constructive way. But I don't know if a complete lockout is really a good idea. I'm, I'm kind of on the fence about it. With one forum that I help on somewhat regularly, not as much as before the game launched, I'm, you know, I, I've got like, I think like 2,500 posts there. And the lockout won't, uh, won't delete my posts, but it, it's like I, I won't be able to reply to messages and um, I won't be able to post on the forum. Granted, I haven't gotten any messages on that board in quite a long time, so that's probably okay. But the fact that I can't post at all, I I don't know. You know, it, it, it is a community and in a way I've spent more time on the forums, you know, playing the forums as it were, than playing the, the actual game in question. By the time my subscription runs out, and granted this is partly due to a car emergency that I'm, I'm canceling now instead of a month or two from now, but it will be about six months that I've played the game since launch. Um, I think it was in for a few weeks before that. I could have been for months if I had a system, but I didn't have a system until right around the game launched. But I've been on their forums, you know, talking to people and helping out for... I think probably two years, possibly longer. I, I don't even remember. So it's kind of a, a weird feeling letting go. Similarly, there is another forum that I've been part of for several years, but my subscription to the game has been inactive for, I don't know, a year, maybe a year and a half now. And, um, you know, before that, it's like there was another period where my subscription was inactive. So it's like, I, I don't go to the forum, that forum a whole lot. You know, I, I go there maybe once a week. 
and I'm pretty much considering dropping it at this point because I don't expect to subscribe to that game in the foreseeable future because my character is pretty much high level and I don't have a guild so the only thing there for me is really raiding and I can't I can't really raid on the laptop there's there's bandwidth issues and even though I probably get solid frame rate I haven't even tried on on this laptop yet but you know I I should get solid frame rate but you know there's there's lag issues you know because of the wireless conditions and so that's that's less than optimal in rating you know you you blink out for one second in rating you you could be dead so you know even a half second lag is kind of bad and I'm probably averaging about 500 to a thousand ping more often than not so rating is is not real great in my in my current situation but like I said I I haven't played probably more than maybe eight months worth of subscription time compared to being on that forum for probably also you know like two years so for me you know and this is probably just the kind of player I am I'm more of a social person and so I like you know I like talking in the forums and you know particularly I like I like helping people out and you know giving them hardware advice and and you know if there's a, a thread about games you know what kind of games do we like oh you might want to try this game so I'm pretty social and I think that's that's an important key I think for a good game I've talked about it a little bit before about how I think you know community is part of a good game but I also realize that most people don't you know take part in that kind of a community once uh several years ago probably probably four or five years ago now I took sort of a very informal survey I was in like two different games three different games I think and I I asked you know different people had they ever gone to a website for a game you know or talked on forums and I think around like 85 percent said no they had never been on one you know for hint site or forums or anything related to the game whatsoever including the official game website so most people I think do not participate in the the online aspect of the community but I do think it is important, especially now with all the, you know, the social networking sites, I think it's really important to have a good, you know, community presence, even if not a lot of the community goes there. So, I don't know, probably just a big rambly section, but um, yeah, going to leave the forums and it'll be, it'll be weird because they've been, you know, mostly uh, a part of my daily routine, uh, you know, a little bit less for some of the forums, but it's it's really weird to be, you know, part of a community for such a long time and then to leave, even though, you know, there's not a lot of direct one-to-one -one interaction. You know, I'm pretty much posting something and then, you know, that person probably never sees my post again. But to me, it's something that's that's always been there and always somewhere I can go to, you know, talk to people, help them out and, and feel connected to other people. And so letting it go is going to be a little weird. I know something ain't right. Sweetie, we're crooks. If everything were right, we'd be in jail. This may be the shortest section ever in uh, Rabbit's Ramblings, but I was um, playing a game recently, and it's it always strikes me as odd when there aren't really moral ramifications for what you do. 
In this particular game, it's like everything is for you. It, it doesn't matter, you know, if it's in a safe, if somebody leaves it in their house, or if it's, you know, sitting out in the ground, or, you know, you find it, you know, in a mission somewhere. Everything is for you. And to prove this fact, there's one, there's one boss of a triad gang where you go in and you talk to him, you know, you have a conversation, and then he sends you on a few missions. And to prove this theory... I, I went into his office, and right there, there's a credit chip sitting right in his view, and it's like, you know, maybe five feet from him. And so I stare at him, I stare at the chip, I take the chip, he doesn't do anything, he doesn't care. It's for you. It's his money, you're taking it, he doesn't care. So, I always think it's kind of weird in games when it's like this. In, a, in previous playthroughs in the game, I'd gone through some uh, shops, you know, like stores, um, you know, you couldn't buy anything there. They were they were fake shops, but still, it's like I'd walk right past the the merchant, go into their back room. You know, I'm in their back room. They don't care. And then it's like, hey, look, here's some ammo. Here's some money. Here's some other stuff. I'll just take all this stuff. Thanks. It's like what? That's just so weird to me that that a lot of games seem like they don't care. Now, some games they do market. You know. You know, it's like if you mouse over it, it says steal. So some games do track it. And I suppose for this, this game in particular, it doesn't really matter. But it, it just always seems really weird to me that, you know, in games, it's like everything is for you. Everything on the planet that is sitting there loose that you can pick up, it's for you, the player. Nobody else cares. It's like, what? This makes no sense. So I always think it that's a little weird. And um, I don't know, I just wish more developers would would care about uh, ownership, I guess you could say. And, uh, you know, when you bust into somebody's apartment, they should do more than just go, oh, no, you know, and stand there panicking. They should, you know, go get the cops or something. So, yeah, that's just my thoughts on, uh, I guess, stealing and uh, ownership. And uh just think it's a little weird, that's all. One thing I'm looking forward to in Guild Wars 2, with sort of mixed emotions, is that in addition to regular drops, they're having a token system where, you know, you go into the dungeons and you do the dungeons, and the majority of the loot, um, they haven't quite worked it out. So it's still a system in progress, they're still in flux, and we don't know for sure exactly how it's going to work. But it seems like, so far, they are implying that the majority of the cool things you get will be from token purchases. The reason why I have mixed feelings about this is with a, a random loot drop system, you've got that sort of, you know, random element, that random chance of, you know, something similar to gambling or like a surprise or a present. It's not expected and you're always like, you know, happily surprised to see it. Even if it's just kind of junk loot or something you could tell, it's always something kind of cool and something kind of special. But the problem with that, you know, having a 100% drop, loot drop system, is that if the loot doesn't drop, you feel like your time was wasted. If you go through a dungeon and you don't get any loot, 
you're like, well, why did I just do all that? You know, especially if you're at maximum level and you don't get an experience for it, you go through and you, and you don't get anything. So with a token system, you don't have to worry about that. You always get tokens and you always get something eventually. So I have a little bit of experience with token-based systems. There's a token system in Warcraft and there is sort of an indirect token system in City of Heroes, City of Villains. I haven't played that in forever since pretty much the launch of Villains, but there they don't have, well they didn't, I, I, I can't say for sure if they do or not now, but back in the day they didn't have items at all. You got like modifications to your powers and those would drop specifically for you. And then there was sort of a market where you could sell them and buy new ones that you did want. So there was sort of was a token system, sort of a drop system, but it wasn't really a drop system because, you know, they were specific to you and they weren't, you know, a huge deal. It was things like, you know, you know, 3% here, 5% there. So it wasn't a huge thing. And so in those token systems, like I said, I always have kind of mixed feelings because it's like you get tokens and you get a you get to pick your cool stuff. And so that you always are guaranteed to get something you really, really want. But also, I don't think it has quite that that same feeling of, whoa, this is so cool. This just dropped for me and I want it. And it's like so awesome. You know, it's like a surprise. It's like a present. And you don't get that with a, a pure token system. I suppose it depends on which game you're playing, which game you're interested in, you know, which system they use. But I'm I'm fairly excited for Guild Wars 2 because they're doing sort of a combination of both from what they've said. They've shown videos of, you know, the demo footage that they've shown off at conventions where, you know, random items do drop and they show, you know, people going to vendors and it's like, oh, eventually I could buy this stuff, you know, when I have enough tokens. But, you know, in the demo time, they, they don't build up enough tokens. But, you know, they do get that random drop still. So I think I think with Guild Wars 2, at least, there will be the best of both worlds. And hopefully um, I'll be very happy there. I'm, I'm looking forward to it a lot. It's um, still not got a date, so that's pretty sad. I suppose there's not a whole lot to this section. Um, mostly just be aware, I guess, of the game and the, the style of um, the reward system. And uh, do you like it or do you not? Is it token-based or is it random drop-based or is it a mix? And, you know, just be aware if you're not happy in a game, you know, take a look at the system and um, see if it matches your style. I think for me, like I said, a mix of both styles would probably make me the happiest because I do like those random rewards every now and then. I do like, you know, token-based systems which are a guarantee that eventually you will get something for your time. I absolutely hate games that don't reward you for your time in some way where it is just kind of, you know, grinding and grinding and grinding and maybe someday you might get one piece of loot, but chances are you probably won't. Especially the better loot you get, you know, the the lower your chances are of getting something better. I really don't like those systems. And I I really do like the the token systems in that, you know, if you do keep playing, you know, and you have, you know, awesome loot already, you do still build up those tokens and you, in theory, you know, can save them up for later. Or, you know, you can do silly things with them maybe if there are silly things to be had with the tokens. And so that gives you options as a player as to, you know, what you want to do with your time that you've you've spent with the game. Other than just relying on this, this completely random thing that may or may not happen. Which, you know, is very happy when it does happen. 
but can be really, really sad and depressing if it doesn't. So I guess uh, just be aware of the system and what you like, and maybe um, that can lead to happier gaming in the future. I don't know what it is about my luck with these cars uh, while I've been homeless these last few years, but it seems like I keep getting the bad end of the deal. Back three years ago when I first started, my car died due to a mysterious overheat. I, don't, I still don't even know what was up with that to this day. I hadn't had it very long at all. And then the car I got to replace it lasted something like four months. And uh, I had paid like 800 bucks for it, and I bought it through a, a dealer, not on an actual dealer lot, just on like a, a little tiny, you know, back office kind of lot. So I figured, hey, he's a dealer. He's licensed. He has to follow certain laws. And, and so I figured he would be more trustworthy than just buying a used car from a regular person. But I guess not. That died after about 3,000 miles, I think. Uh, I had barely had it like four or five months. And I paid 800 bucks for it, and when uh, the repair shop looked it over and and figured out why the engine may have seized and it stopped running, um, they found several things wrong with it. There was like fuel leaking into places it shouldn't be in the engine, and the uh, the spark plugs were all bad, and the, there was you know a piece of of the engine that has you know um it's like it's like electronic, and it was all corroded and rusty and nasty. He said all totaled, if they were to repair everything, you know, get new parts and fix it up and everything, it would be more than the cost of an entirely new engine, which was like 3000 bucks for the cheapest one, which just made no sense at all since the car was worth 800 When I tried to get in contact with the dealer, he absolutely refused to give me proof that his mechanics had certified the car. He refused to give me any kind of coverage at all. I... I tried to report him to the Better Business Bureau, but they they couldn't do anything. So I was I was completely at a loss for that. This car that I love very much now, um, it started having like power issues. When I'd, I'd push on the gas, it would kind of instead of going vroom, it would go like blah 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 blah, and it would have like the the popping, and it it wasn't too bad to start with. And the check engine light came on for like one second and then turned off again. So I took it. I took it to the shop. I said, "Hey guys, some um, give it a look." And uh, you said, like a year ago when I first got it, I needed a tune-up really badly. So uh, if that would fix it, let me know because that's pretty much all the money I have. So the head mechanic guy made a deal with me. He said, "Well, we're not. You know, we can't be sure that could be the issue, but it could be. So I'll make you a deal. Uh, we'll do a diagnostic, which is ninety bucks, and then, you know, if it is something not the tune-up." You know, they'd have to charge me for that. But if it is something the tune-up should fix, then he'll make that free. So apparently uh, that's what they did. And so they said, yeah, the tune-up should fix it. You know, it should clear up the, the popping and then give you your power back for, uh, you know, when you push the pedal down, it should have the right amount of power and everything should be fine again. So they did that and uh, it seemed better. And uh, they took all my monies. 
And then uh, within like, I, I think I stopped the car uh, to have, you know, dinner. And I, I hang out where I was for several hours, more than four hours. And then when I tried to leave again, it was worse. So I gave them the benefit of the doubt. I said, okay, maybe it was just a fluke. Maybe it's still, you know, cleaning out whatever it needs to clean out and it'll it'll clear up. But nope, next, next days after that, it just stayed worse and uh, progressively got worse after that. So within, uh, they did that on a Saturday, and I took it back uh, Tuesday, I think, and I said, hey, guys, uh, something's wrong. It's worse. All of the symptoms that I told you about were far worse than when I first brought them in. So the guy spent uh, like an entire day from 8 a.m. Well, he got there at like, 9:45 ish so i was there at 8 waiting for him but but he didn't get there till like 9:45 but he spent like 9:45 until almost closing at 5 trying to figure it all out apparently they did not do the diagnostic that they said they were going to do and so he found a bunch of things wrong um over a couple of days he's he's been working on it we've had to do all those repairs and then we had to do more repairs but all of it has been free because he said he would do the diagnostic and he didn't. So I guess I guess there's some kind of coverage that they have some warranty that if you know if they don't do what they said they're gonna do, you know they have to fix it pretty much. You know, and and plus he seems like a nice guy, so he seems you know genuinely concerned that that he didn't do it and then you know it wasn't that and they you know took all my money. So basically the gist of several days of uh, checking things out and, and tweaking and, and looking at stuff, apparently the previous owner I bought it from had tweaked and altered every single setting in the engine he could in terms of you know settings and timings and, and changed everything. So everything was messed up, uh, all the timings were off, which made the... The O2 thingy, which I guess senses how much fuel per oxygen you know mixture there is, it completely broke that sensor. There's the carburetor thingy, I guess, which cleans the fuel on its way out of the engine. That got broken, so so we're at the point now, um, as of this recording, that um, he's cleaned up as much as he could. Um, it's got a lot of the power back. It's not all back. I have to go in on Monday. For me, it's Saturday, so it's you know a couple days after this will release that I will be going in and spending another 200 plus uh, replacing that O2 sensor. And then, since that's all my money, pretty much for the whole year for those two repairs, um, he's gonna try and clean up the carburetor thingy as best he can. I haven't checked on a price, but it looks like for the for the price range of that part. It's uh, about 50 to $175 online. So I'm going to guess probably that's probably going to be another 200 you know, 200 250 for that repair. I'm not even going to look into it because I, I just don't have the money right now. And he said once he cleans it out, it will be okay to run. It won't prevent the running. But what it basically does is it's like, I guess you could consider it like breathing into a paper bag. Eventually, all the toxins you're putting in that paper bag would just choke out your air and you'll have no air left. So what happens is that the car will still run, but it won't pass smog at all. So I'll uh, I'll be running on a timer and my, my thingies due in April. So 
I, I don't remember doing it last year, so it's very likely that I'll be on a timer until April before I have to do this. Otherwise, it won't pass smog. So I don't know what it is with my bad luck with cars, but I've had a lot of bad luck with cars. And so, um, yeah, my budget is basically gone. Everything, again, for the third year in a row um, that I could have saved up during the summer uh, has been wiped out. And I, I don't know if I'll recover before next summer. Um, you know, I'll, I'll be okay-ish um, with the, the 500 plus I've spent. Um, you know, I've managed to squeeze that out by draining out every last game that I had in my budget. So I'm probably not going to be able to buy any new games anymore. Um, I have like one in the budget in like um, March, I think. But I'm going to hit some, some serious negative uh, numbers before that. So I I don't know how I'll survive. Um. You know, hopefully Dad will send me some money for the holidays, and that will balance me out. Um, I think I got a raise with this last paycheck, so I'll have to uh, double-check that. And if that's the case, then, you know, a few pennies here, a few pennies there. Maybe, you know, by the time we get to the, the six months from now, it will even out, and I'll be, I'll be okay. But uh, now, you know, now and over the next six months until, you know, hopefully I, I rebalance or, you know, God's willing, I actually find more work somewhere. Um, you know, if you've been wanting to send, you know, considering sending the bunny a donation or, uh, maybe going to Amazon, checking out my Amazon wish list, maybe sending me a gift to, to cheer me up, now would, you know, very definitely be the time to do so. Uh, if you, if you go the Amazon route, I've got all kinds of stuff on there. I've got some, some books. I don't read a whole lot, but, uh, there's some books that are like five bucks. And then, you know, I've got some, some newish games that are in the, the, you know, the standard 55 to 60 range. And I got some older games on there that are like, you know, 30. And then I got some movies in there, you know, Blu-rays are, depending on how old they are, they're between, I don't know, 10, 10 on sale, typically around 15 to 20. But yes, some of them might have like, you know, the special 3D collector edition. And those are like 35. And I think, I think one goes all the way up to 50. So so, uh, yeah, if uh, you were considering uh, sending me a thank you or to cheer me up uh, anytime between now and six months from now, uh, that would be a great time to do that. Oh, hi there. E.B. Anchored at Rabbit's Cove. We hope you will be taking advantage of our many fine black market establishments. And do stop by Jack Rabbit's Pub for your free rum. The very kind guildies who do be helping sent some monies to help with the exploding car, so we do be thanking them. So here we are at the end of another Rabbit's Lambing podcast. Ta-da! I'm still loving doing them. I'm still having a good time. Though, uh, you know, with all my troubles on money and spending stuff on the car and not being able to buy very many in the near future, I don't know how many cool new ideas I will have, so I might start talking in circles very quickly. Um, besides that, in general, uh, I'm still loving doing them. 
I like to hear myself talk. Uh, my ankle is still kind of badish. It's not terrible. Um, I can walk pretty normally. I still have a little bit of a limp uh, going up and down stairs. You know, I kind of avoid that, but I can do them. I, I kind of do them one at a time. You know, like I'm like I'm two or something, and I go step, step, step. I don't do you know step, 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 step. Where you know you're going every other. I go you know one step at a time. And uh, that's that's okay. It's because it's still kind of stiffish. Um, it's mostly not swollen, but I can still tell it's swollen by looking at them. Um, the the muscles under the calf, I don't even know what to call them because I thought the calf was your last muscle. Could be a tendon or something. But um, feeling around there, it's kind of lumpyish still. So that's not right. I've gotten most of podcast 30 done, I think. Um, yes, this is podcast 28. Yes, podcast 30 is not the next one. There will be podcast 29 before it, but I have a theme and there's some uh, extra silliness and extra extra bits on there that are not quite normal. So it was kind of kind of easy to do. Um, a hint is if you if you figure out that I'm doing them, uh, you know, every one and a half weeks and you add on three weeks to this one, the date will give you somewhat of a clue as to what it could be. So that's all I can think of for this time. Hopefully everybody's still having a good time and having fun and uh, everybody out there is having, you know, an easy time in life. Not not a terrible one like me. It seems like I have good luck and bad luck. Um, I suppose the only positive thing really to look at this one is that because of how it happened, because he's doing the work under warranty and giving me a break and stuff, you know, it will only be, well, 500 plus whatever the carburetor thingy is. Um, so that's, you know, it, it's affordable to get it back to running and, and not scrapping it. Whereas if he had done the diagnostic first, he probably would have said, you need this repair and this repair and, you know, probably a dozen or more hours in labor to repair all this stuff the previous guy did so you know he probably would have said like I don't know 750 or a thousand easily which I absolutely could not have afforded so I guess I I got lucky there so yeah that's it uh for this time hopefully everybody had a good time and uh I will see everybody maybe next time uh that's it so okay thanks bye So it's kind of a, a weird feeling letting go. Similarly, yeah. blah, 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 blah. <clears throat> you have been listening to Rabbit's Ramblings. If you would like to see the show notes or feed the bunny by sending a donation, you can find the show website at www.rabbit.com slash podcast slash rabbit's ramblings dot html when you type rabbits ramblings don't use a space if you would like to send me an email you can do so at rabbit at rabbit.com if you friend me you can also post on facebook at rabbit.com whenever you type rabbit in any of those be sure to, to put a one in place of i rabbits rambling is copyright 2011 and is released under a creative commons attribute share alike license